Welcome to the League of Leaders. I'm your host, Kevin Davis. I know it has been a very long time since the last time uh, we've chatted. Actually, it was spring 2021, which is the last episode of the League of Leaders. And it's it's been a while, but I've been kind of busy. Uh, so I want to share a little bit about uh, some of the things that I've been up to and uh, some new things that are uh, on the horizon. Uh, but the, probably the biggest thing uh, that kind of took me away from the podcast is I decided to go to grad school. Been thinking about it for a while and um, decided to go back at that time. And um, the rest is history. Um, for the last, 10, well, I'll say last 10 months, because I finished in May. Last fall, um, I enrolled at the uh, Geese College of Business at the University of Illinois um, and started a uh, master's degree in management and locked in and completed that program in about 10 months and walked in uh, in May. Um, so May came around. I was done with school, all of that good stuff. And work's been pretty busy as a result of grad school and a number of other projects uh, that I've had going on. I ended up getting promoted at my job. So I went from being the director of marketing uh, to a new role of senior director of marketing and brand strategy, uh, which has been exciting. I've been in that role for about maybe three or four months at this time. So it's pretty fun. I'm still enjoying it. Um, I'm not bored yet and continue to grow. Um, also joined a board uh, for the uh, American Marketing Association, the Chicago chapter, joined the board of directors uh, leading our diversity, equity and inclusion uh, efforts, which is like a passion project for me. It's something that's near and dear. Um, it's automatic for me. And it's an honor to have been invited to sit on the board and lead the DEI efforts for that particular organization. I did end up spending a lot of time with family, with my daughter, um, my daughter, Ava, she started school this fall. So I want to make sure the spring and summer, we had tons of time to hang out, do some things. Um, not that I was done with school. School took up so much time because I concentrated it in such a way to get it done quickly. But the trade-off was I didn't have a lot of free time. So I had to make up for that. Uh, spent a lot of time with family, my wife, um, going back and forth to Detroit, doing all kinds of things. So it was I guess in essence, I had to refocus on myself and make sure that I was prioritizing the things that I wanted to do, things that I felt were necessary uh, to continue to move forward, to do bigger and better things. So um, sometimes I think you need to do that. Sit back, recalibrate and do you. Everybody else make the adjustment. Some people may not like that, but we're always making the adjustment for other people. I did uh, read a ton of books. Um, I got back cause, uh, I had stopped school. There was no time. So after that, I uh, got back on my book grind and read a whole bunch, always looking for new perspectives, new approaches, always looking to soak up as much as I can. So, um, that didn't stop other than school, got back on the horse. Um, I did a number of speaking engagements, uh, but I did have two notable engagements this past summer and, and early fall. Um, I was the I was a speaker for the Sigma Gamma Rho uh, Sorority Incorporated their centennial of their sorority turned 100 years old this year and they invited me to come down to Indianapolis and speak to their membership about uh, personal branding. And so that was a highlight for me to be a part of their historic um, event. Um, 
yeah, their event and observation and all of that. They officially turned 100 this month, but they had the party going all year. Um, also, um, I was invited to speak at an organization called the Insights Association. It's essentially a marketing research organization. Um, and they wanted me to come talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so this was my first time presenting outwardly on DEI. And this is the first time that I spoke at the conference of an organization that I was not affiliated with. So that was a huge win for me this year. So I've been busy um, investing financially and mentally into myself and rolled off a few boards that I was a part of. Uh, they no longer served me. Um, and when you get to that point, we realize I'm not doing what they probably want me to do because our missions are no longer aligned. And that's not a bad thing. You just your interests change over time. So I rolled off a few boards there, scale back engagement on a few other organizations. So it's been a lot of discovery and recalibration, but it's been fun and it feels good to be back on the mic. But um, I do want to introduce you to someone um, who's not a stranger to League of Leaders, um, Erica Monet, um, who first joined um, our podcast, I think it was 2020, uh, talking about professional development. But she's back here today and we'll get into that a little bit. But um, I wanted to have Erica come back today because she's joining League of Leaders as a partner here. So we'd be flying the ship as co-captains uh, moving forward. Um, but for those who aren't familiar with Erica, uh, she's the owner of the Erica Monet Group, uh, which does consulting on uh, consulting and coaching, professional development, organizational effectiveness, all that good stuff. She also puts on the Networking on Purpose event um, in Detroit, um, which I've been a, a speaker on a number of times virtually. Uh, owner of Simply Sweetie's Bakery. Uh, by day, she's a consultant with Accenture. And uh, she's a proud alum of Central Michigan University and also Eastern Michigan University. So shout out to the Indian Eagles there. She's a proud member of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And she serves as the professional development chair for the state of Michigan. Also, she's on the Emerging Leaders Advisory Board for Junior Achievement and the board directors for the Southeast Michigan Health Association. So Erica, welcome officially to help me fly this ship called the League of Leaders. <laughs> Thank you. As you were doing the introduction, I'm like, Jesus, do I do all of that? <laughs> and I feel like I left some things off, I'm sure. I'm sure I left some things off. It's it's been busy. It's really, really been busy. And I'm very excited to to partner with you because this is for you and I a long time coming. Absolutely. Because um, this is something we've been talking about before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Like when the pandemic started, it was like, OK, but we have time because before yeah, we right. didn't have time. Exactly. Until exactly. The pandemic, we had nothing but time and we had a captive audience. I think people's um, their tunes and their interests changed during the pandemic. Absolutely. And it worked out to our advantage. So it did. It did. It did. So now thank you for for the, the introduction, because there is tons um, that's, I guess, going on on my end that um, I could definitely share. But I'm not going to take up all the time. But some mm -hmm. of the things that I know I've been um, involved with, because um, I, too, also rolled off of a board to roll onto another um, as well within this 
what year or so. And um, I think a lot has changed even with business from an entrepreneurship standpoint with EMG. Um, I had a couple of uh, consulting clients, did a couple of uh, trainings and workshops. Um, but ultimately, um, we're beginning to focus in on being more a career and social capital like strategy, <clears throat> excuse me, type of company. Mm -hmm. So um, focusing in on that from a career and professional development perspective, um, that seemed to have been one of the areas that honestly, I didn't even recognize people looked to me for. But it kind of blossomed into that throughout the um, pandemic. And I guess I kind of know a little thing or two about networking and building relationships in an authentic way. I think the pandemic caused people to, especially small business owners, to reevaluate their offerings. Um, and that's something that I've learned to do pretty regularly uh, from when I first started in business years ago. I was doing everything. And then you take on clients and you hate their project and it's not their fault. Right. It's just that you should have just not offered that service yeah. to them. And so I think the pandemic um, caused people to reevaluate their offerings. I know I, I slimmed back a lot of what I offered under the Kevin Davis brand umbrella and focused more on consulting, you know, marketing and branding consulting. Um, and that's what I love. And some of the other projects I just kind of rolled off um, with that. And then I think also during this time, people discovered their superpower. And I think that was evident for you as we saw networking on purpose really just kind of take off like it was like must see TV uh, you <laughs> went from a, an in-person event. Yeah. To virtual and you kept the crowd like how, you know, what do you attribute to that, you know, the success of that. Man, um, it's it's really crazy because first, I, I, the pandemic, it, it caused us to be in front of our laptops because we had nothing mm -hmm. else to do, right? Um, and to keep people engaged um, was, it was really trying something new. And I think that's the the challenge and the beauty of entrepreneurship where you're like, okay, I'm going to dive in. I'm going to do this. And you're like, is this going to even work? How am I going to keep people engaged? And the way in which virtually I was able to keep people engaged is having very interesting topics and bomb speakers uh, for networking on purpose and being able to keep people engaged through breakout sessions and giving them something to do during these sessions that um, were, that was just really different than what they probably was experiencing just on a during their nine to five at work because we probably go on breakout sessions and have all these meetings in Zoom. So I wanted it to be um, a time where you can really relax and not feel so uptight because when I had it in person um, prior to going virtual, that's, I mean, that's still the ultimate goal of networking on purpose is to be able to walk into a place and show up as just as yourself and not your job title. And um, to be able to do that virtually um, it was really trying different things each and every month to see if it's, if it was sticking, if, okay, I need to let this go. Um, and over time, networking on purpose grew beyond Detroit. 
it started to grow outside of Michigan. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had people over the country from New Mexico, California, Denver, uh, Texas, just all over. Canada chimed in. Canada, Um, right. I had people from Canada. So like, I was very excited (laughs) that networking on purpose went international. I had somebody from London, from Australia. And I said, how did you even find out about this? (laughs) Mm-hmm. So um, I was very excited about that. So um, that was something that definitely has transformed throughout the pandemic. And now um, it's back in person um, here in Detroit. And I it's a struggle that all that everyone's experiencing of having in-person events now because everyone's really selective about yeah. what they're going to do in person. So it's um it's really a hit or miss. But again, I'm I show up every third Thursday and if it's for you, it's for you. And um and I'm here for those that want to actually get something and make networking work for them. So what did you what do you think you uh learned about yourself over the past two years, going on three years now that we've been in this pandemic. Um, what do you think you learned about yourself? I think what I learned about myself the most is that um, I didn't really realize that when I had the, the stretch to do entrepreneurship in the way in which um I know some really like hardcore entrepreneurs. And what I mean by that is um, entrepreneurship is not for the weak Mm -hmm. and it is very, very challenging. And so over these last almost three years, when the pandemic, when we were in the thick of the pandemic, I didn't have a nine to five. So that's all I was doing was just my business. And then when I ended up getting another nine to five, it was, Like, how do I balance these two? And so I didn't realize that I had the stretch to be able to um, to have that capacity to take on um, all that there is with entrepreneurship and being able to balance the two. So I did learn, you know, that in is really a time management struggle. (laughs) <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. So you really have to be mindful of that. And so um, so he opened up that opportunity to say, Erica, you got to get better at time management. And so um, I learned that I wasn't the best at that. So yay, I got the stretch, but <laughs> no, I, I'm not really that good at time management. So, um, but, you know, luckily those two can intertwine and I, it forces me to put things on my calendar and really abide by my calendar. Um, where before I was operating by my calendar, but now if it's like not on my calendar, including like birthdays, because <laughs> that's how busy I am, it's, it's, it's I, I'm sorry, you know, charge it, you know, to my head, not my heart. Like <laughs> I've had to say that a few times. So, um, so yeah, so I think that's knowing that I, I have the, the stretch and the capacity um, to do the things that I've been gifted and blessed with, but at the same time, having to learn time management and different tools and strategies just to be able to um, get better at it um, are things that I definitely learned. So no, we were still meeting um, every week on Sundays. We're meeting, uh, planning for the League of Leaders, some other things. And one of the things one of the things we had in common, and we would always talk about just different books. Um, 
and it was just like the biggest nerd fest. Like, oh my God, did you read this? You need to read this. And it was just like this competition of, okay, I have that. Did you read that? What you find out about it? Um, and I know a lot of free time, I would say relative free time popped up with the pandemic. I would just call it reallocated time because it wasn't really free. It wasn't free, right? <laughs> um, what are some of the books that you read and which ones stand out? Oh, Oh man, good question. I read um, I read this book called actually it's right here on my desk um, that I really liked, and it was called Black Magic: What Black Leaders Learn from Triumph, uh, Trauma and Triumph. It's by uh, Chad Sanders, and um, that book stood out the most because I was very impressed with really how he connected the dot on how we persevere as Black leaders in the workplace and how the things that we've been through definitely aligns with how we actually excel and navigate our careers and our journeys as leaders. So that was, um, I would say, one of my faves. (laughs) Anything else? So let's see, from a personal standpoint, I was really reading um, Sarah Jakes Roberts' uh, Woman Evolve. Mm-hmm. So that one definitely helped me. Um, I told you, Brene Brown is my sister from another mister. I became so, a fan. You know, I heard, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I heard, um, you know, this is why I tell people do your own research and you know, listen to what people tell you to kind of tuck it in the back, but do your own research. And, you know, somebody that I respect and they were just like, oh, I'm not really sold on Brene Brown. And they're like, I'm gonna feel like she's taking up space that could be occupied by a black woman. Um, and they were saying that the things she's saying aren't new. And then there were things that Black women have been saying for a long time. And so, I, you know, I, I was a little tight. I'm like, oh, well, I don't like that because that's a thing sometimes. I yeah. mean, folks that take up spaces where someone else can, someone more qualified could fill that, but it's occupied. But that wasn't the case. You know, I was like, let me, um, a book club for the, uh, the marketing association. They picked it and I was like, here we go. And then I read it and I was like, oh, she's kind of dope. She's actually pretty dope. And, you know, I'm glad I didn't just take the opinion of one person and just write her off because it was somebody I respect. And so now I'm like questioning some of the other decisions, but whatever. But yeah, I read um, Dare to Lead and we read that as a group and it was it was amazing. So I started kind of following her on some other social media channels and all of that. And I was like, okay, I'm a fan. Why am I over? Oh, she's my girl, right? I, that's, and that's I, how I it happened. I get the hype. That is how it happened. So I too read um, Dare to Lead um, during the pandemic. And she also came out with another, another book called um, Atlas of the Heart, I believe is what it's called. Yes, Atlas of the Heart. Um, and I've also read that one. And then this other one called Digital Body Language. Um, by Erica Dewan uh, was another book that I read and was really um, about building connection in our digital space um, and building that trust, no matter the distance, virtual, et cetera. So how do you really 
build those connections and authentic relationships um, digitally. And so I thought that was very interesting. Um, and I think, you know, reading that also has helped kind of push things and progress things with networking on purpose um, as well. Um, another book you and I talked about, which is Super Connector. Yeah. I read that one. Um, I remember you asking me about it. I'm like, oh, I have to get that book. And so that was another book um, that I uh, that I read too. So we're... We would definitely keep the discussion going on the books. Of we got books. a lot in the hopper. I'm like, I know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm like putting a big it, collector of books, and you are am, a bad influence. I am putting it on record and on the air that I am her accountability partner on finishing these books. We got two that yeah. we need to read for the podcast. Yes. Um, so we'll keep that going. So, like I mentioned earlier, we have been working on projects together. Um, you've been on League of Leaders, I've been a part of. Um, networking on purpose. I feel like you had something else going on, uh, whatever it is. I've been a part of a number of things that you've had and, and watched. And so we've been we kind of talking professional development chats up throughout the pandemic. There we so go. I'm like, we've had those. Yeah. yes, we, there have. we go. Yes, yeah, we have, we have we need professional get, development chats. And we, we need to get those going with. again. We need yes. some more of those in, in 2023. Yep. So the big question is what made you interested in joining me on this journey? Um, like you said, we, we would nerd out in these conversations. Um, and I was telling you about the idea that I was having of a podcast, um, that was pretty much similar to kind of our conversations <laughs> anyway. Um, so it was like almost a no brainer, but then, I mean, it took time cause it took time for me to actually say, oh yeah, this is kind of like what I'm thinking. You know, I think it'll be different. What do you think? And all of those things. And I honestly love um, League of Leaders and the interviewing of people, getting their insights um, and their perspectives. And it was all the things that I also wanted to incorporate too. And it was like, why not do this too together? <laughs> mm -hmm. It was probably the most low pressure sales tactic ever. I was like, I, I am very patient. I was like, I'll wait. That was a year. I'll wait. <laughs> It was year two. I'm like, all right, we all have to go in 2020. So we don't do this. Right. <laughs> we, you know, we were, we were talking to the same people about the same thing. And, you know, I feel in this space, and not just this space, but too many spaces, the talent is divided up too much and you miss the opportunity for true impact. And so, you know, I had known you uh, your entire time you've been a Zeta, what is that? Uh, about 16, 17 years, something like that. What is it? I've been a Zeta for quite some time. That that long. It'll be and 19 then, years next year. I didn't know you're that close behind me. I have 21 in Sigma in March. <laughs> so, dang, you're getting up there. So, anyway, <laughs> I've known you for a long time there and had seen you moving. And in the past couple of years, it was like, okay, we need to kind of work together. And, you know, I've learned, I've been burned in business working with folks sometimes and you carrying the load or um, their vision is the same as yours. And so you can't fault them. You know, they're doing their part, but they're, it's not their baby. It's not their and baby. So, yeah. you know, I've been going at it alone for a long time. And I'm like, but this is something I don't need to go at alone because we're, we're talking about this every week anyway. 
we're doing all these different things and it's just a, you know, it's just a matter of when, when is the right time to jump into it. What better time than like the end of the year as everyone likes to go into that new year, new me mentality. Um, So it just makes sense. I just had to wait. I just had to wait her out. (laughs) Well, you you know, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Mm -hmm. Uh Um, So what are you looking forward to the most with the League of Leaders? Um, What we will uncover, um, like the incorporation of of what you've already established, incorporating the ideas and stuff that I'm, I'm bringing and just what we will uncover through people that we mm-hmm. talk to, um, the books that we talk about and just really getting a response from that. Um, because I don't think it's necessarily a unique thing to hear that, oh, people are reading books. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the the perspective, the thought leadership um, that can, you know, come out of um, our interviews and our conversations. I'm really looking forward to like what that blossoms into. You know, you said it, you, you mentioned, you know, it's not a new thing exactly what we're doing, but I do think that it is unique. Um, you know, one of the, one thing about me and that's the creator's curse is when you're a creator, if there's something you want to do and it doesn't exist, you just create it, you know, been that way forever. And that's how we got here, you know, with the League of Leaders and then the podcast, you know, I was listening to podcasts a lot and I noticed something. There are tons of podcasts for leaders in general, right? Um, women and then black women. There were none by black men that cover leadership, professional development. Now, sports, entertainment. We got that on lock. But when it came to this and so it was. You know, it's that moment of who do I listen to when I want to grow and learn? And then it just became that moment of why do you need to listen to anybody else? Why don't you set the, you know, set the platform or set the stage and bring other people on? And, you know, I still feel like we have something unique in that we're talking to people who are typically in this band of 30 to 50, 35 to 50. 50, yeah. Right, right around in that range, um, people who've been working for a, a, a little bit, they've, they've, they've weathered some storms, they've accomplished some degree of success. And even on the higher end of the, the age bracket, our current age bracket for the podcast, their stories are still relevant and they're actionable. These are things that you can do. And what I was finding as I was listening to other podcasts was all these people are old and no offense, but those their stories are great. That was amazing. But I can't take anything you just told me and apply it tomorrow because it's a different landscape, different time period, different time, and all yeah. those different factors. So, um, so we are, you know, we still have that going for us. And even in this time that the podcast has been up, I haven't seen anyone else enter the space, which is kind of problematic you know we like some variety but i can't worry about them yeah but we are adding a new dimension to the podcast we have the interviews uh talk to us a little bit about what's what's new so so what's new is this concept of spitting bars now bars is an acronym i love acronyms as you know um so bar stands for b is for books which we've already um mentioned that you know we're readers 
um, A, um, that is for articles. So very similarly, being able to just break down certain articles um, as it relates to um, our given profession, leadership, professional development, um, growth, personal growth, and how it's all relevant to people today. Um, R stands for reports and data. So this is kind of the nerd in us that will be uh, kind of coming out and people are going to be like, oh, they really like this stuff. Like, yes, we do. <laughs> um, and then S stands for stories and the stories of just some really dope people. And this ties into um, the interviews um, that, that, you know, we'll be doing. And so that's spitting bar. So adding that element um, and making sure we have that focus of, hey, is it a book? Is it an article? Um, is it a report that's going to give us some data that we just never would have known about? Um, or is it a dope story that, you know, we wanted to share about someone or an interview? So um, so that's that's an element that I think um, will be very interesting um, that's new to to the podcast. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, this, this is stuff like people have no idea like what was going on behind the scenes. Like this is stuff we'd be sending each other back and forth via text message, um, LinkedIn or whatever. And there's there's an audience for this. People want this kind of information. And so we want to make sure they provide it. And, you know, I'm just I'm just excited about this new dimension because this is what we're already doing. It's, it's authentic. This is us. Yeah. This is what we do. Um, and bringing this to the to the League of Leaders, I think, will be a welcome addition and add a bit more depth to what we're doing. So I'm yeah. excited about that. Me too. I, one, I want to tell you thank you because I didn't know that there was an audience for this. And you were like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, for just even seeing the light in that is like, thank you, because I was still sitting on it like that. I don't know. You're like, it's connected to what I'm doing anyway. Yep. Um, and you, and on social media, um, again, you do that in a much better way than I, um, you're more <laughs> engaged <laughs> than I am, but I am working on it. I would say, um, this week I'm I've seeing been, all kind of like custom messages and posts and everything. I'm like, maybe I need to step my game up now. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I have a, a networking challenge that I, um, that I put out. So I'm hoping people are tuning in. I've gotten emails and, and different uh, comments saying I'm in, this is great. And I'm like, okay, this is good. So, um, hopefully people can check out the networking challenge, but, um, but yeah, like just being engaged on social media and just understanding that this is something that, uh, people really want to hear about. And on top of that, hear from people like us, because oftentimes mm -hmm. people that talk about this stuff aren't people, one that looks like us, but then at the same Absolutely. time, with our backgrounds and things of that nature and all that we do, it's like, no, we can nerd out a little bit too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we are going to form the, the education, professional development resources, Voltron, <laughs> right. reaching, reaching from Detroit and Chicago, providing this, this like new level of engagement. So I'm excited yeah. about that. So I'm okay. really excited to see what this is going to be become but well, that's it y'all um we just want to come on today tell y'all where i've been because i did get a few folks like man where you been uh we still seeing old stuff on on apple and, and spotify places where you get the podcast we're here we're back we just had to kind of chill out a little bit and you know i had to like get the the he-man and she-ra one-two combo together 
for y'all to get the village together. So stay tuned. Um, we'll have some, we have some dope interviews coming up. We have some book reviews on deck. Uh, we're actually in the middle of reading a couple books. So I'm like, again, putting Erica on, on blast on the air. She's got two you gotta books. You got to put me on blast. I knew it. <laughs> two books. Look, I cannot speed through a book in a week like you can, okay? Two, look. I'm going to read it. What did I do? I wrote but it down I, the other day. I told people, I, look, it's 168 I, hours in the week. It's on my calendar. If you put uh, four hours, four hours a week, which is like two evenings for me. I just like to bang it out. That's like less than 3% of your time. I mean, when that you put it that trip. way, it sounds like, oh, it's such a small thing. You really got to break this down. Yeah. So for me, my I don't have that much free time in the evening. And as soon as I hit the couch, hit the bed, my body tells me to go to sleep. See? So <laughs> you got to so, do Sunday evening when the kids no, getting I ready. It, I put it like during the day. So I, I broke up kind of making sure I do five hours a week. Right. After we okay. had this discussion. So the goal is to at least do five hours um, a week. And if I go beyond that, great. Because even when I read uh, for 30 minutes and I set a goal for 30 minutes, I typically go beyond the 30 mm-hmm. minutes. So um, I've tried. This is what I'm trying out. We're going to I'm still testing this. This is doing 30 minutes during the day, like at some point during the lunch time frame, and then 30 minutes after like the kids go down. In 30 okay. minutes, I know I can knock out. That is not in that's not anything I feel intimidated by. So I'm like, if I can do that for five days, I got my five hours in. That's so. easy. Cause otherwise it would have been right, TikTok. So I'm thinking like, okay, so we're trying this out. So it would have been on TikTok or something else. <laughs> So I purposely wanted to get that on the air. It's it's archived. It's it out there. Plus, I wanted to give it to other people because I do have done people. And they're like, "How do you read so many books?" And I give it you knock them out two to three days. Two is my goal. So I start on a Sunday, which is like my slowest day of the week. Usually after my daughter goes to bed, and my wife she'll she'll see me reading a book. She'll watch her serial killer shows, whatever, and I'll do maybe two hours, two to three hours, you know, like 10 to 12 or 11 to one, whatever. I'm yeah, crazy that. like I that. I fall asleep. I can't see. Nope. You have see, to do I'm it night like, right after the kids go to bed. I'm a night <laughs> owl. So like I, I started a book. What's today? Tuesday. I started a book uh, Sunday. Read from, I think, 11 to one forty in the morning. And then I finished that book yesterday. I started at, I think, 11. Cause I had to do the family thing, chill out. Then I'm like, all right, let me get my book. And I was finished before two. So I'm done. So now I can play around whatever time, but I'll probably, I got another book I got to read. But <laughs> my goal now, my minimum goal is two books a month, but I've, I've been trending one book a week. So I'm trying to keep that going. That keeps me motivated to do all the other stuff around here that I need to do because I know I need time to read. So I can't read if I don't do my other stuff. Right. So, and then on top of this, I mean, we can't have a podcast where we got spitting bars and we have articles and books, a part of it, and I can't read. That just doesn't see. make sense. So this, um, is, this is all public. So this is all accountability. <laughs> there we go. Accountability, that's a better term. Public accountability. <laughs> and we actually have a group on Facebook called the League of Readers 
So if you want to join, um, there's no pressure. You just want to join, share what you read. If you want to read what other people read, cool. It's like a real chill group. Let me know if you're interested in that. So that's it. Um, so I want to come yeah. on, say where we've been, introduce Erica, chop it up for a little bit on the air. Uh, stay tuned. Um, you can catch us on Instagram at the League of Leaders. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Facebook. I don't know if we'll do TikTok. I don't know about that yet, but we everywhere. Look us <laughs> up. Look up Erica Monet on LinkedIn as well. Until then, chat with you next time. All right. Bye.